have probably heard a total of six Foo Fighters songs. I can name likely fewer than that. And I don't know exactly what you fight Foo with, but given all of the lyrics from Foo Fighters songs, I can tell you that one of the best weapons is hooks. I didn't intend to start a curling podcast after the whole broom controversy, but that's just kind of how it happened, and I was able to sort of skirt past all that conversation, and yet here we are again talking about brooms and how they're ruining the game. The big story this week was a video posted by a Norwegian team uh, skipped by Marcus Hoiberg where they basically did a little video demonstration of three shots, uh, ideally similar shots. Uh, One uh, was cleaned with a broom and it went pretty much to the forefoot. Uh, The other two were uh, swept hard by a hair broom uh, and some directional sweeping was involved and they basically made that thing, uh, they they turned those things into corner guards. Now, a lot of people have, uh, there's been some discussion about these, these hair brooms, these bristle brooms that have been around, you know, longer than these synthetic brooms that now these are ruining the game, and and we've seen a lot of teams employ single sweepers using hair brooms, and that has been kind of the anecdotal evidence is that now this broom is also ruining it. But man, I gotta say, and I'll put a link to this out there somewhere, but it really feels like it's it's more of the the direction uh, and angle of the sweep that's affecting this. Because there's all there's been all this discussion about it's not the the warming of the ice, but it's the scratches formed by the broom. And I can certainly see how a uh, a broom with with many more endpoints can make way more uh, indentations in the ice. You know, you know, microscopic indentations that that's where the, the rock's going to go. So, and I can, you know, I, I kind of wish they would have done some more. Uh, testing on this, you know, you know, do a hard sweep with the synthetic broom, do a hard sweep uh, side to side with the hair broom, uh, do two sweepers, you know, things like that. But I, obviously, there we're kind of in a new era where we're learning more about the physics of the ice and what we can do with it and, and how to manipulate it. And I've kind of said this all along: it, it's going to be really hard to enforce physics but to you know say that only one sweeper can uh, be there at a time or whether you got to have both there at the same time or you know let's say you have to be 30 degrees or less to the angle of the of their stone I mean, I, you know, they're in a predicament here, but there's been a lot of talk that uh, for the world championships, they're, they're probably going to uh, not allow 
teams to use hair brooms for those events. And, you know, that may be a, a one-time thing, but I think there's still you're still going to see the directional sweeping really impact these trajectories. And I think we're going to have a whole summer where the Federation can come along and say, okay, these are the rules. Because they've really had to have been making them up as they go. Not not just you know making them up, but they haven't had a lot of time. They they need to say something. They they can't, you know, uh you know turn a blind ear to to complaints. Uh but I think next year, hopefully by next year, all the stuff gets sorted out. And if we're sorting out things we might as well look to the uh US national championship uh played down in Jacksonville and you know I gotta be honest that I've tried to watch some of it and it's it's been exciting the the bits that I've watched, but on the whole, I, I feel like there's been a, a a lack of energy around um, a lot of it, mostly because we we pretty much know who's going to be the representatives on both sides. Um, Erica Brown has all but locked up the side on the women's. John Schuster on the men's a little bit uh, of an uncertainty because they got to finish in the top three, but. Um, more on the women's side, there it's been a lot of non-competitive teams. As of this recording, we've got uh, we've gone through 18 games, and only four of them have gone at 10 ends or more. Uh, compare that on the men's side, where they've they've got about let's say 35 games, and about two thirds of them have gone the distance. So just on the on the women's side, there's just it, there's a big gap. In talent right now, you have uh, Erica Brown, James Sinclair, Nina Roth. Those are the three teams best by far. Corey Christensen with the junior team is right there in the middle. Then you have three other teams that are really struggling to compete with everyone else. And you know that it doesn't make for a very exciting nationals when you see a lot of uh, scores like you know thirteen to eight, eleven to five, ten to six, nine to two. Uh, we had a ten nothing game, uh, so it's it's rough to watch at times. But I think once we get into the playoffs, that will we'll see some exciting games. And ultimately, it's still going to be Erica Brown uh, that will go to Worlds. And I also got to say that if you know when you have a round robin that lasts six matches, that doesn't really help a team like that prepare for Worlds. But you know, Erica Brown's been to. Uh, multiple Olympics and uh, world championships and she's been to she's finished in the top four at worlds before so it's not that she's a she needs the experience but you know the practice would help and uh, it's the the USCA needs to get 10 teams into uh, next year's championships out in Washington because uh, as we've seen here with seven it just it falls flat but the story on the men's side uh, has been Hunter Clausen uh, by far. This is the uh, junior team that qualified just barely through the challenge round, finished second at juniors. And when they showed up, uh, I really was just hoping they'd, they'd fare well. And I, I caught a bit of an interview uh, on the on the web stream where where Hunter Clausen basically said he just wants to be in every game and that's a good goal to have. Well, as of Tuesday night, they're they're four and three. They've they've beat uh, they've beat Brady Clark. Uh, they've 
they almost beat Craig Brown, but uh, they've they really have been pretty much in every game. Uh, they they did lose one uh, game uh, Tuesday morning seven to two, but you know beyond that, I think everyone has their bad games. They're right in there in in the playoff conversation. Um, so there there'll be some excitement on that side at least, just to make the playoffs. But really, if if, if a team like Clausen makes the playoffs and does something about it, then I, I you might be seeing another young team add to the depth at the top, and I think that's really what the uh, USC is trying to do. They're just trying to add more elite teams and, and find those there. And, you know, Clawson obviously making a name for himself. And as long as we're on the subject of tournaments that not many people are paying attention to, let's talk about the World Baseball Classic, because why not? It's February, and we need something to talk about for baseball. Now, the next World Baseball Classic takes place next year, but the qualifiers are uh, take place this year, and as it apparently happens, and I just learned about it yesterday, first qualifiers this weekend. So we've got 12 teams already, uh, the, you know, the, the traditional baseball countries already have teams uh, guaranteed for next year, then there are four qualifiers from a pool of 16 teams, and the first one this weekend is going to be Australia, and basically three other teams that are going to lose to Australia. That's it's pretty much guaranteed it's going to happen. Uh, the other three uh, would be New Zealand and South Africa and the Philippines, which is going to be fielding their first team. And the only reason I bring up Philippines is I did not realize that Clay Rapata was Filipino. But he apparently is, and he is going to be pitching for them. And also, it appears, and this is, I, I traced this back to a John Paul Morosi tweet, is that Claire Pata is going to pitch for Team Philippines and then retire. So, if you're wondering what happened to Clay Rapata, that's what happened. He's going to go out on top, which is pitch internationally and pitch way, way, way from the left hand side. And he might get a couple of South African batters out. And that's what I call going out on top. And I think I'm going to go out on top too. Uh, right before I recommend all of you buy the Baseball Prospectus 2016 annual on Amazon if you haven't already. And go ahead and subscribe to the Curling News. There you go. Just, those are my two plugs. See you next week.